Hello, folks. Welcome to the Solar Fit Renewable Energy Show. Bill Gallagher with you again today. Always start out with a weather report. A little chilly here in Daytona Beach, Florida. It's about 62 degrees. Kind of light winds out of the east. I uh, wouldn't recommend swimming today, though. Water's still a little bit cold. want to give a shout-out to our friends at Daytona Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram for their loyal support. Uh, we finished the Jeep facility with solar power. We're getting ready to start the Maserati facility with solar power. So if you want to buy an excellent car that is just the hottest thing on wheels, run on over and talk to my friend Randy Dye. He'll he'll get you set up. Also, I want to give a special shout-out to my good buddy Daniel Dye, who will be racing in the Craftsman Truck Series this year, first year full-time for GMS Motorsports. Uh, first race is here in Daytona in about a month. I cannot wait. I hope you can make it out to the Speedway. Lots of stuff going on. Uh, Real, real cool place if you haven't been here. Daytona Beach, Florida, the home of racing for sure. I got my good friend with us today, Mr. Jason Evans. He is the founder and CEO of Power Sales University. Jason, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bill. I appreciate that. Well, this is pretty exciting. Uh, Jason and I were kind of connected. Gosh, it's probably been about a month ago now. A good friend of ours down in southwest Florida, the Egglefields, have used uh, Jason's services now for, gosh, I guess close to two years. And they said, man, you ought to call Jason up. This guy really, really knows his stuff. And, of course, being the uh, inquisitive guy that I am, I had to pick up the phone and call him. And, guy, Jason answered the phone. It's not very often to get the owner of a business to answer the phone, but but uh, he did. And, Jason, thank you so much for coming on. We want to do a deep dive into what you do in your business. But if you don't mind, let's start out with where you were brought up and kind of walk us forward here. Well, I was uh, brought up in many places in Florida. Mom moved around a lot. We, we, moved, we were in a new place every year. But when I was 12, we landed on the east coast of Florida, and my favorite was New Smyrna Beach, right near you, in Daytona. Wow. Um, so, yeah, Florida was my was where I was raised until I was 17, and then uh, basically ran away from home and moved to California. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, gosh, you know, New Smyrna is one of my favorite towns. It's nice to get down there any time of the weekends because the people in Orlando, somebody let the word out, and they're all over there. They all go to New Smyrna. That's right. That's right. We used to call them inlanders when I was a kid. That was the name. <laughs> it's funny. I came from the Adirondack Mountains, so upstate New York, right up in the mountains, and we used to call the people from the city Flatlanders. So <laughs> now, affectionately, don't get me wrong. I mean, we we, we love our our neighbors down south, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, sure. very cool. So, from what happened from New Smyrna, tell us what happened there. Where'd you go from there? Well, I, I was a surfer when I was a kid, and just you know wanted to always go to California, and uh, made my way out to California. Um, that's a whole nother long story, but uh, landed in California, became an emancipated minor, and uh, put my, finished high school, and uh, and loved California ever since. Loved it. <laughs> well, so now you still live in California now? I don't. I, I live in Puerto Rico now. I've been here almost uh, just over six years, and um, I, I kept the place. In California, that was the deal I made with my wife, and we go there when the kids are out of school in the summer and then the winter. Yeah. That sounds like the best of both worlds. So how old are the kids? Uh, They just turned 12 and 13, two girls. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations. So they travel with you. I guess they're down in Puerto Rico now. Yep, they're down in Puerto Rico, and uh, we we just go back to California. Like I said, when they're they're out of school in the summer and the winter. But they like it. They, They like that dual that dual life, if you will. Well, what, a, what an education you can get there. So let me let me ask you this question, because we're not in Puerto Rico, but we have people listening from all over the world. When you look out your window, what do you see? Ooh, 
I see this beautiful Atlantic uh, Ocean, which looks to me like Caribbean, you know, because I'm on the other side um, in San Juan. But, yeah, it's just absolutely breathtaking, gorgeous. I'm looking at it right now. It's just... Uh, I always loved the ocean since I was a kid, and it's just gorgeous. <laughs> well, that's a little bit of a trick question because I, I did uh, visit some of the stuff on your website, and I saw you doing a production from your home, and I went, whoa, wait a minute, look at that beautiful view. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I try not to bring it up too much. I don't want to rub it in, right, especially during winter. <laughs> no, it's, again, Florida, you know, you guys have great weather too, I remember. <laughs> you know, it really, it's what's interesting, uh, Jason, is, all over the world, of course, but especially in the United States, there's so many different areas that are beautiful and have different attributes. So a friend of mine just came back from Aspen, and of course, uh, mm-hmm. you know he's got yeah. he's got my attention. He's talking about it. he made a video out there, and I go, man, I'd like to be out there skiing right now. So it doesn't matter where you are, there's always something that has something special to offer for sure. That's true. That's true. <laughs> well, so so this business that you started, uh, I think is absolutely ingenious and it's the benefits to consumers homeowners business owners and sales people if you will Uh, i know it's a sales course but you know as we go through this you know we're one of your customers now it is just amazing what you can learn where did you pick up all the psychology that goes along with your business acuum well it started in california um at a health club um, the short version is I got fired from my first job selling cars at 18, had an hour of training, thought salespeople were born, not made, walked into a health club to get a job, excuse me, to get a membership. And the gentleman there started recruiting me. And I said, I'm a terrible salesperson. You know how it is. Either you have it or you don't. And he said, Jason, you got completely backwards. He said, this is a learned skill set. They don't teach it. Obviously, there's no degree in sales. Most companies give a day or two of training. You had an hour. And most salespeople study show have never read a sales book. So long story short, I took the job, and, and the gentleman that was recruiting me was the number one manager out of 80 locations in the company. And selling health club memberships is quite difficult. I had no idea what I was getting into, but it started with this gentleman, Harvey, and he started training me, and it was just fantastic. And, of course, he said, you got to read this book and get this tape series you know, and go to this seminar. And, and that's where the genesis of the psychology started. And then I went on to read hundreds and hundreds of sales books. But the whole idea was to ex- extract all the psychology and put it into one spot. So, I, so to answer your question, I, I self-educated by reading basically books. It would be the majority of it. And then, of course, I had to test the techniques, right? I had to vet them because anybody can write a book, right? Let's see if it actually works. And so it was a matter of collecting techniques, being very methodical about it, you know, writing it down and taking extreme, almost like a scientist would. And so that's that's where the techniques came from. Well, it is, it is amazing what you've put together. And, you know, for years, you know, I've... I'm so sorry, Bill. If I lose you, I am in Puerto Rico. The power just flicked. So <laughs> if... if if the internet recycles for a minute, welcome to Puerto Rico. Please, Bill. Okay, folks. Well, if you hear us go off for a second, come back on. That's what happened. But oh yeah, so hey, look, we're gonna have to go back a little bit. Puerto Rico, man, they got hit so bad with a storm. Were you down there when that happened? You know, I wasn't. Um, I was going back and forth because my wife wasn't too keen on Puerto Rico at first. She hadn't come out here and given it a shot. So I was on a plane every eight hours every two weeks going back and forth and I was on my way back to Puerto Rico and 
Hurricane Irma hit, which was a couple weeks before the big one, Maria. And I was rescheduling my flight, and I got an app for the first time to look for hurricanes, and I see this big thing come in from Africa. That was Maria, so I never got a chance to come back, and then it hit. And I couldn't get a hold of my assistant for two and a half months. She had no power, no oh, cell phone. Oh, my gosh. Well, I understand Puerto Rico is uh, doing a massive uh, amount of solar power and battery backup. Uh, I guess it's really exploding down there because they want to protect themselves from that happening in the future, I guess, huh? Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's right. I, I wasn't aware of that. That's great. Awesome. It looks like we're good. I'm, I'm watching the Internet <laughs> so far. I think we dodged a bullet, Bill. Okay. Well, if I miss you, uh, I'll call you back, and we'll keep on going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No problem. I think we're good, though. <laughs> but, yeah. But getting back, I mean, I'm uh, kind of like you, Jason. I'm a sponge when it comes to trying to learn uh, and, and, and understand the, the human psychology, right? Because yes. you know, when you think of – well, it depends how – you know, when you think of sales – you might say, oh, boy, a salesman, I can't, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do that. And like, but it, it really isn't like that. For sure, just like any industry, there's, there's bad apples and bad experiences. But when you, when you meet someone that's really trained and understand exactly. that they're there to help you, uh, man, it's just a whole new ballpark. So from our standpoint, uh, you know, I, we would just to give you some background, we've been in the uh, solar industry now for 48 years. And you can imagine in that time yeah. period, the number of salespeople we've had. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, mean, yeah, I can't even imagine. They, they run from here. They, if you lined them up, they'd be from here to New York City. So quite a few. And I have to say that, that, that part of the, the reason they weren't as successful as they could have been is I didn't have the opportunity to take your training course. If this could have happened 48 years ago, I think it would have been a completely different situation. So that's that's the ultimate praise for what you guys are doing. Well, well thank you. I, I think, you know, it, there's people think of a salesperson, and, and rightfully so oftentimes, as a fast-talking, slick-talking person. But when you view it as a true profession and you get the training, whether it's myself or you read a bunch of books, however you get there, you start to understand that it's really the opposite. If you Once you transform yourself and become a professional, you stop talking and you ask the client lots of questions so that you can better form to make sure that your product or service is a good fit and you can explain what's important to them. And then it becomes a completely different experience for the consumer because they no longer see the slick talk and salesperson. They see someone that really cares about their situation by asking lots of questions. Well, you make an excellent point there, Jason, because not not everything fits every customer right so by asking right. questions you may find out well you know what this really is is not a good fit uh but you know what you made a new friend and and you help someone uh, maybe point them in the right direction that, that will help them but but if you look if you look at what we're trying to do and i'm just looking at from our company standpoint our company really is it isn't about selling anything it's about helping educate people that they have choices Right, but whether or not we're successful, if we're not successful in that, and they go in a wrong direction, we feel like, gosh, darn it, you know, we just we just didn't do a good job. So that's that's where uh, agreed. Yeah, that's where we need, you know, we need some help. And talk a little bit about the program you have and the curriculum, and and, and we definitely, you know, at the end of this, we're going to give people information on how to contact you because if you're in any industry and you do not have this training. You really need to kind of look into this. You really do. It's just it's that important. So, Jason, take us take us through the, the program. Sure, 
sure. So what I've done is, you know, cast a wide net on all the psychology I could possibly get my hands on through hundreds and hundreds of books and tapes, CDs, my own books, tapes, and CDs I wrote as a kid. And I stripped out the techniques that I tested and verified worked. And then I put them in a, in, in a certain order. As an example, a lot of salespeople don't, number one, know how to do things like ask for the sale, which is more of a tactical thing. But also, they don't they believe that sales is something to into someone, that techniques are something to into someone, not for them. So as an example, quickly, um, we talk about beliefs, and we really get the salesperson to understand the right belief system. As an example, um, one of the things I believe is that if you've identified that the product or the service is right for the customer, if you don't do things like ask them to buy, you've actually hurt them, because studies show that people, they don't buy things or sold things. You know, they're waiting for the salesperson to lead them because they're in a sea of choices. So the salesperson needs to be certain. So as an example, my father died when I was three and he was offered life insurance about six months earlier. Now I can't pretend I remember what happened in the conversation, but studies show that 80% of all salespeople don't ask for the sale once in a, con in a sales conversation and that 80% of all sales take place after the fifth attempt. So the odds are mathematically that that salesperson did not, did not ask my father to, to buy. Thus, he, in my opinion, should take some responsibility, <laughs> right? If you want to take it that far mentally. But, you know, left my mom and I struggling for years, right? So getting back to the program, if your beliefs aren't, you don't have the proper beliefs, you're on shaky ground as a salesperson to begin with. So the point is that all these, these are high definition modules, so imagine going to college, but it was online, right? Like an online school these days. So these modules are in a certain order is the most important thing. So if you don't have the right beliefs, you can't go to step two and so on. So I've got monthly content, and the first six months is what we call how to close or how to sell A to Z. And each month is a couple hours of content. And it's done two ways. If it's an individual, they obviously just log in and go through the modules and pause it and take notes. And we encourage repetition. We want salespeople to go through each month about three times because studies show if you go through something once, you retain about 40% if you take great notes. Okay. Now, moving on, um, sorry, I, I got my attention. I thought the power flick, it was just my monitors turned off. But if it's a company owner like yourself, we highly encourage them to hit play and run the training in a meeting, whether that meeting's in person or virtually, meaning their salespeople are working remotely and they just play the training over a Zoom. And so you go through these modules, a company owner would have a meeting, let's say 45 minutes a week, their people learn, they grow, they implement the techniques, they come back the following week, discuss them, go through more content. Once we get past the blocking and the tackling of the first six months, which is a core curriculum, then I've got month seven, month eight, month nine, and so on, and it's 24 months of content. And the way we sell it is we always say, hey, Mr. Business Owner or Mrs. Business Owner, we're month by month, there's no contract, so if we're not pulling our weight, if we're not increasing your sales, you can cancel any time. That's how confident we are. And we also guarantee the first month. So if a client goes through the first month of content and they fully go through it, if they're not convinced we can't give them a result of a sales increase of usually, let's say, 30 40% in a year, we say, hey, you can wipe your hands of it. We'll refund your money as long as you've been through month one at one time. 
Well, that's an amazing. We almost never get that phone call. Yeah. No, I, you you could. There's no way you could get that phone call because uh, it has so much information. Folks, you got to stay with us. We will be right back, and uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit more with Jason. We'll be right back with you. If somebody knocks on your door or a telemarketer's on your phone, you know it's not us. Hi, folks. This is Bill Gallagher with SolarFit. If you've been thinking about solar, we want you to knock on our door or call us. SolarFit's been a part of this community for over 47 years, and our customers love us. Couldn't say it if it wasn't true. Now's the time to go solar for your home or business. Give us a call at 445-7606. SolarFit your life and set yourself free with the sun's free energy. Hi, folks. Bill Gallagher with Solar Fit Renewable Energy Show. I'm back with you, my friend Jason Evans, who is the founder of Power Sales University. And we're going through some information. If you didn't catch the first part, if you're on in the road, you just tuned in. Go to our podcast, and we'll also have it on Facebook that you can visit anytime you want. Anyway, Jason, before we went to the break, you made a very important part uh, point. Uh, I, I think, really, consumers just want to feel like they're being treated fairly, right? So there's a hesitance, perhaps, to make a, a buying decision because they're not, you know, they're not really comfortable and convinced that they're they're making the right decision. And what you've put together here for companies that are are legitimate, right, and they're offering a benefit to the customer, you put you've put together the way that you can present this in a way where the customer feels comfortable. Can you talk about that a bit? Absolutely. So, uh, as I was mentioning in the, fir- in the first part, that you have to have the right beliefs as a salesperson that you're there to serve the customer, and closing and doing all these techniques are not a form of man- manipulation, but uh, to help influence them with integrity, to show them you've got their best interests at heart. When you digest that, and that's part of your DNA now, you no longer have to think about it, you get rid of the nerves, because we're all human lie detectors, right? We can kind of spot when someone's nervous or has a lump in their throat. One of the other things we teach, which is very powerful, is uh, certainty. We're all told as you know, kids we have to be confident, or if you're going to be in sales, you've got to be confident, but no one talks about the recipe of how to do that. And one thing I teach in my month one is that, and, and this is something I didn't come up with, you know, as, as I said, I've gathered all this information, is that when two human beings are communicating, whomever's more certain in the conversation tends to influence the other person every single time as long as you're in rapport. And how you do that, and it's the first time I explain to salespeople that studies show that 93% of communication is nonverbal. The word's only 7%. The body language piece is 55%. Even if you're speaking over the phone, the voice quality aspect is 38%. So when you're trying to help someone make a buying decision, when you're trying to show them you've got their best interests at heart, one thing you need to do is to be, and we've all heard this, sold on yourself. And it goes beyond that because you can be sold on yourself, you can have the right beliefs, but be nervous in any type of situation, a radio show, a public speaking setting, selling. And you have to learn how to condition yourself through the right beliefs to be what's called congruent, meaning your voice qualities, your body language, and your words all have to match. If you've ever said to yourself, I don't like that guy or that gal, something's off. It's because they weren't congruent, meaning one piece of those wasn't matching. Maybe they were saying the right words, but their body language was off. They had a lump in their throat. Or maybe their body language was great, their words were great, but their voice qualities were a little off. 
So we teach salespeople how to be congruent, meaning that your voice qualities, your body language, and your words match. And that's what not only helps the salesperson speak and be more confident, but it helps the customer feel at ease that they're dealing with a leader that has their best interest at heart. Excellent point. You know, when you think about it, and again, I speaking from some experience, right? When you think about it, people contact a company because they have an interest in a product. And when we go out to the customer's house to talk to that customer, that customer wants us to do something for them, correct? And if we if we are not successful, yeah. if we're not well-trained and confident and we can't help them uh, find a way to move forward, we're, we're really hurting them. Uh, one more thing I want to talk about this a little bit. This happens a lot in our industry now, uh, Jason. There's so many people coming into the solar industry, into Florida. It's just, it's just crazy. And we're, okay. we're getting phone calls, and we go out to people's homes, and they're, they're sitting with their arms folded and very disenchanted because maybe they had someone before that wasn't right. there to uh, serve them. Overcoming that is a, you know, that, that takes some skill and some confidence. Talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing I teach that's unique is you're not just selling your product or service. You're selling, in this case, especially when you read the body language, an open mind. You're selling an open mind. And how you do that is you verbalize that. You explain that. You address the big elephant in the room, right? You know, you might maybe say to them, and especially after asking some questions, so you don't, you actually know this to be true. You know, guys, you know, just to let you know, you know, we're not a high-pressure company, okay? You can get started anytime you want. We're just here to educate you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And by the way, have you ever had anyone explain solar to you before or whatever the product or the service is? Oh, absolutely. This guy came out here a month ago, and they start, you know, unleashing. They start, you allow them to get it out of their system, right? And then you can start to identify that and then say things like, well, listen, you know, with what, with what we're going to explain today, again, we're not a high-pressure company. All we ask for your benefit, not just ours, is just to keep an open mind today, you know, just to keep an open mind. And if it's not your cup of tea, that's okay. Again, we're not here to, you know push something on you that you can't afford, don't want, can't use. Is, is that sound fair enough? So really from, from the psychology, because everything I explained so far was just the tip of the iceberg that we teach in month one, but when we get into the tactics and the techniques, the actual close on that was the fair enough, but the, the whole prior part to that was getting them to have an open mind, because if we don't get them to open up their mind and close on that point, it does them no good and you no good, because now we're, we're just hitting the brick wall, hitting the brick wall, hitting the brick wall. So that's one thing I teach is how to really sell that open mind. And that, that'll literally get them to unfold their arms. And one more tactical thing, let's say that comes back. All of a sudden they're like, arms are crossed 20 minutes later. What I teach on the voice quality bot language aspect is it's not just reading it. As a salesperson, you need to know where your bot language and your voice qualities needs to be all throughout the presentation. So in that situation, tactically, you would look at their arms, back at their face, and with very soft voice qualities and a pause and a few ums and ahs, which is a weird proprietary thing I teach, you would look at their arms and say, and then back at their face, John, um, it seems like you have a question or a concern right now. Well, look, Jason, here's the thing, okay? And, and now the person's going to open up their arms. I'm going to find out what the hidden nonverbal objection was, and I'm going to get the conversation back on track. Yeah, that's 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 excellent. 
it's it's just a it's a it's a strange thing and you know sometimes the, the customer will say look you know what i've i've been through this before i've already had what somebody else. i just want the price and it's kind of the same same uh, response that you just gave is a uh, way to handle it right so so with that if i could yeah. tactically here's something that has never not once not once worked in 32 years is you pause for two seconds and then say well, this is with the price concern do you mind if i come back to that in just a moment Excellent. And in 32 years, no one has ever said, no, you may not. Tell me now. So then, of course, you would roll into explaining why you want to explain how things work, et cetera, et cetera. No, that's, yeah. that's excellent, Jason. And, and, I, and I, I'm confident that there are people listening in today that are following renewable energy that haven't uh, perhaps had a proposal yet, or maybe they have had one. And they hear you speak about how the answer is just it's it, it lies in does the salesperson have their best interests in mind, and if they feel confident in that, then they can they can move forward. Excellent. Got to go to the next point here. Uh, maybe we're going to jump ahead a little bit. Uh, Neuro linguistic pro. And now, first thing I think of is Tony Robbins. I'm sure you've read all of Tony's books and tapes. Sure. <clears throat> Excellent guy for sure. Absolutely. Well, jump Absolutely. jump into that, and you know what, uh, Jason? What I'd like to do is maybe in a month or two have you back on, and we'll kind of move through some of this training and maybe help educate some people. Would that be all right? Absolutely, absolutely. So NLP is extremely powerful. You can triple rapport in one third of the time. Tony didn't invent NLP, but he is certainly a great vessel to, much like I have with you know collecting information and putting it in one spot. He's my go-to for NLP, even though he you know didn't invent it. So with NLP, it's, 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 there's a lot to it, but one of the things we need to know, and this also works in human communication regardless of sales, you know, with your spouse, your significant others, your, your children, there's three kinds of people. This is just the first part of NLP. You're either a visual, auditory, or kinesthetic. Fancy words for see, hear, feel. So I'm auditory. So I, uh, as an example, if I go buy a car, and I, say, and I say to the salesperson, listen, I need you to tell me, and I'm just overemphasizing that word for your audience. I'm not going to say it that way. But I need you to tell me about this, that, and the other. Oh, absolutely, Jason. Come on up here. Let me show it to you. Salesperson's cl- clearly at this point so far a visual. No, no, no. I just need you to tell me about the following first. Well, you really need to see it. Ah, uh, fine. And there's already a struggle. But when I can identify what my, my prospect or my customer is, if they're visual, auditory, kinesthetic, I can morph my communication so it, that's the way they learn. So if I'm going to pick up on keywords, and there's five different ways, we're not going to get into them now, but one of the easiest things is the words they say. So I like what I, you know, this, this really looks good to me, Jason, in my view. Or here's what I'm picturing. Can you see it? And as a salesperson, when I understand what's going on, Mr. Customer, absolutely, you've, made it, you've painted a very clear picture to me. It seems to me that this is what you're trying to achieve. And when you get into how to sell a visual or communicate with a visual, you're really going to not only use those words, but you're going to use overt body language because that's typically what a visual does is they're using a lot of hands and hand gestures. The point is you, you enter a person's world when you start communicating like they communicate. The third type, real quickly, is a kinesthetic. They're a feeling-based person. They, quick, they usually talk a little bit slower. And it, it's like a, if you've ever seen sports athletes being interviewed – People that are going to be in the television business are clearly going to be visuals. And visuals tend to talk fast. They can tend to talk like this. Hey, how'd you do on the court today? You looked really good, and they're talking fast. And you notice a pause. And let's say the basketball player goes, you know, 
It was good. Uh, what they're doing is they're searching for words because kinesthetics are highly connected with their body and it's a feeling they're trying to transfer into words. So when you're selling, let's say, a kinesthetic and you slow your communication down and you turn it more into feelings and you use words like, so you're slowing down on purpose like this, Kim, how does what I say grab you so far? And that word grab is a kinesthetic word. That You're going to better build rapport with someone like that. If that makes sense. It does. What what great information, Jason. That is just that is beyond awesome. I cannot believe how quickly this segment went. Uh, I know it's going to be educational for everyone listening in, and uh, highly recommend that you go to the website. Tell us tell us the best way to get in touch with you, Jason. Sure, real simple. Uh, you go to powersalesuniversity.com. You can always Google it if you you know just Power Sales University. Go to the site. There's module samples. There's a way to get in touch with us. There's a form. There's a phone number. All that kind of good stuff. And uh, we're ready. We're ready here to serve you. And um, any of your radio listeners today, uh, we'll give them a free 45 minute, no strings attached video, which is three modules. And they just go to our site. Hey, you know, I was on Bill's show, and we'll just, you know, you give us your first name, email, and we'll get that fired out to you guys. And uh, that way we can you can get more information on what we do and how we can help serve you. Boy, Jason, that, that is absolutely awesome. Uh, folks, please take advantage of this opportunity. Uh, even if you're just a consumer and you want to learn more about how to effectively buy, this is the greatest course you could possibly take. Uh, I've got to sign off for now. Jason, thanks so much for, for helping us today. Appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Thank you. Appreciate okay. it. Okay, folks, you have a wonderful weekend, and we'll catch up with you next week. SolarFit Renewable Energy Radio Show paid for by SolarFit.